Good evening, it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Hi, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food. And how do I know it's time for Pandora's Lunchbox? Why? Because it's early in the evening, just about supper time. fun. Miriam Makeba, the great South African singer Miriam Makeba, just discovered a CD called Keep Me In Mind, and it has Down on the Corner, the Credence song. So there you go. It's Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food, and as Miriam said, it's early in the evening, just about supper time. Food and culture, it's all mixed together. Happiness, sadness, joy, and pain, it's all mixed together. You know, I will mention a couple of things that have connections to chickens, eggs, and tragedy and other things on today's show, and it may make sense at some point. Now, what happened in Haiti not long ago doesn't make much sense, but there's a lot people are trying to do to help out. There's a mass meeting tonight, actually, at the Michigan Union, I should mention, a group called MHART, and that stands for Michigan-Haiti Earthquake Action Relief Team, It's a student-run initiative at the U of M, supported by staff from several schools and departments at the U of M, and it's uniting campus efforts to help those devastated by the massive earthquake that struck Haiti on January 12th. They've got a mass meeting tonight at 7 o'clock. It's at the Michigan Union, room 
2105A. One more time, the Michigan Union 2105A. And part of the groups they support, one of the groups they support is called Honor and Respect Foundation, which runs a free school lunch program, also a scholarship fund for low-income students, and the group provides financial insight, financial, financial oversight for several Haitian-founded and run community groups. So, one more time, just the information in case you didn't have a pencil ready. There is a mass meeting at 7 tonight of a group called MHART, the Michigan-Haiti Earthquake Action Relief Team. That is tonight at 7 at the Michigan Union, room 2105A. Now, another interesting effort to help people of Haiti happened today, and it's one that, you know, again, what we're talking about here is situations that are, are tragic to begin with, and yet they create odd, surprising moments of whimsy. Here's what's happening here. A group of Michigan farmers today got together to collect half a million eggs, and what they've done is they've done this at Herb Herbrook's Poultry Ranch in Lake Odessa, Michigan. Herb Herbrook runs a poultry ranch there. He's a partner in there, I should say. Eight Michigan egg farmers from across the state have donated 576,000 eggs. They brought it to, actually, Saranac, says here. I thought it was in Lake Odessa, Michigan, but in Saranac. The eggs have been cracked, and the liquid, totaling about 48,000 pounds, will be chilled to about 35 degrees. Then a semi-trailer will transport the eggs to Iowa, where the liquid eggs will be dried and flown to Haiti to feed tens of thousands of quake survivors. It's part of a good the Good Egg Project, and America's egg farmers altogether are donating more than 275,000, no, 275,000 dozen eggs, more than 3 million eggs to the, the, the effort. And now there's a press release for this today. It happened earlier today, and it mentioned that there are opportunities for great, for, for great visions, for great visuals if you were a TV crew. It says, large trucks and a half million eggs being cracked, chilled, and pumped into a semi-trailer bound for Iowa to be dried. Also, I should mention some of the other folks involved. The, the DeVert Poultry Farm, the Shipper Poultry Farm, and the Zoet Poultry Farm, which is kind of uh, poetry, really, all located near Holland, Michigan. Sunrise Acres Farms in Hudsonville. And perhaps my favorite, Farmcrest Foods near Pigeon, Michigan. And there was a press conference today. It said here on the the press release that the event started at 10.30 in the morning, and the egg cracking, chilling, and pumping lasted through noon. So if you're chilling, if things are pumping, if you're egg cracking, then you know what to do. It's good to know you can add that to your vocabulary. Egg cracking is good. And I also want to mention another press release. We're going in kind of a chicken and egg theme while at the same time talking about important issues. A little whimsy, a little sadness, a little truth all together. Now, this is something from MSU. This is a study here. MSU is studying the use of wireless sensors, and what they're trying to do is make more humane chicken cages, but I have to smile at the name of the press release, the the title of it, MSU Studies Use of Wireless Sensors to Monitor Chicken Well-Being. And what they're trying to do is they're using a grant from the U.S. Department of Agriculture to test wearable sensors that will monitor how hens use space and resources in environments outside of cages. The team has developed a hen-mountable wireless sensor system for tracking a hen's activity profile, including its movement with respect to other hens and fixed items such as nest boxes, perches, and water stations. The sensor weighs less than an ounce. The whole idea is to find out the hen's behavior and how that will 
allow it, how allow people to make better hen cages so they're more humane. And just the idea of a hen-mountable wireless sensor system and monitoring chicken well-being, well, it all just makes me happy. I just want, I just want to say that. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and we're talking about eggs and chickens, really, and things we can do to help other people and also chickens as well. And chicken vision is something we're going to talk about in just a moment. But first, this is the International Chicken Vision theme song. This is, I believe, Chicken Vision. Chicken rhythm. Chicken rhythm. Chicken rhythm. Chicken rhythm. When that rooster start to crow, grab your partner on your way. Then you move out on the low, cause it won't be long for the break of day. Chicken rhythm. Chicken rhythm going on out there for mistaken about that song being called Chicken Vision. Um, I think my chicken hearing isn't so good, but yes, that was Chicken Rhythm. Okay, it was Chicken Rhythm. In fa- Let me just uh, verify. Um, yes, Chicken Rhythm by Slim Gaylord from an album called An Introduction to Slim Gaylord. Chicken Rhythm is probably one of the top songs in the history of Pandora's Lunchbox and is quite useful in many ways, and so we're glad to have it on our show. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. We're talking about 
chicken well-being. And actually, here's a way that chickens can help our well-being. This from Washington University in St. Louis, more more complete, the Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis. And according to their press release here, they have peered deep into the eye of the chicken and found a masterpiece of biological design. Scientists mapped five types of light receptors in the chicken's eye and found that chickens one-up humans in the ability to see color. They discovered the receptors were laid out in interwoven mosaics that maximize the chicken's ability to see many colors in any given part of the retina, which is the light-sensing structure at the back of the eye. Joseph Corbo says color receptor organization in the chicken retina greatly exceeds that seen in most other retinas and certainly that in most mammalian retinas. So chickens one-up humans and they one-up most mammals in being able to see colors. Corbo says such insights could eventually help scientists seeking to use stem cells and other new techniques to treat the nearly 200 genetic disorders that can cause various forms of blindness. Scientists published their results in the journal PLOS One, PLOS One. Birds likely owe their superior color vision to not having spent a period of evolutionary history in the dark, according to Kobo. Corbo. Birds, reptiles, and mammals all descended from a common ancestor, but during the age of dinosaurs, most mammals became nocturnal for millions of years. Vision comes from light-sensitive photoreceptor cells in the retina, and night vision relies on receptors called rods, which flourished in the mammalian eye during the time of the dinosaurs. Daytime vision relies on different receptors, known as cones, that are less advantageous when an organism is most active at night. Got that? But birds that are now widely believed to be descendants of dinosaurs never spent a similar period living mostly in the darkness, so birds have more types of cones than mammals. Corbo says the human retina has cones sensitive to red, blue, and green wavelengths, but avian retinas also have a cone that can detect violet wavelengths, including some ultraviolet. They also have a specialized receptor called a double cone that we believe helps them detect motion. Wow. So chickens are cooler than humans when it comes to color, and that is an absolutely cool thing to know. Now, while we're on the farm, I do want to mention this important piece of news from last week, from before Valentine's Day. Happy uh, late Valentine's Day to those I didn't wish that to. But from Albert Lee, Minnesota, here's something from the AP. Nothing says I love you like a half-mile-wide heart made of manure. (laughs) Isn't that true? A southern Minnesota man created the Valentine's Day gift for his wife of 37 years in his farm field, in their farm field, about 12 miles southwest of Albert Lee, Minnesota. Bruce Andersland told the Alberta Lee Tribune that he started the project with his tractor and manure spreader Wednesday of last week and finished on Thursday. His wife, Beth, says it's the biggest and most original valentine she's ever received. She says some people might think it's gross, but she says it's cute, and why not do something fun with what you've got? I'm all with her. She says the heart would be darker, except for the recently heavy snowfall that mixed with the manure. So, that's important to know. This a half-mile-wide heart of manure. And I think that's a title for a song in the waiting right now. But in the meantime, here, if there was a musical... I, I submit that if there was a musical about Mr. Bruce Andersland and his wife, Beth, about his quest to create a half-mile-wide heart made of manure, then perhaps this is the song he would be singing. He would be singing about, what do you think? Spreading a little love around. Spreading a little love around. 
Sometimes this crazy world can make us all feel bad I sit and watch the news and just get mad We need to stop and smell the roses in the ground So get out today, spread a little love around Talk to a neighbor, volunteer a favor Cars broke down. Take your wife a kissing. When your kids talk, listen. It makes a lovely sound. Spread a little love around. Somebody's day A kind word or tender touch Goes a long way We could change the whole world If we start in our hometown So get out today Spread a little love around Tell your mom you love her Bear hug your brother Treat your sister to a night out on the town and hug. Everybody needs that stuff. Turn a frown upside down. Spread a little love around. When this world gets you down, spread a little love around. Slap your mama's fanny. Well, there you go. I mean, that's one thing you can do. And that's uh, Ricky Skaggs and Spread a Little Love Around. And if you can make it in the form of a half-mile-wide manure heart, then that's that's just one thing you might do, although there are other options. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and we're looking at food and culture and chicken well-being and so many things. just want to mention one more time. The M. Hart Mass Meeting is at 7 o'clock at the Michigan Union. They're called Michigan Haiti Earthquake Action Relief Team. And they have a mass meeting at the Michigan Union tonight at 7. It's at the Michigan Union, room 2105A. Now, coming up Friday, that's tomorrow, in fact, at the Michigan Theater, there's going to be a series of films, actually short films, both live-action and animated, that are vying for the Academy Awards, which are coming up in about 10 days. And I happen to notice that some of these films in contention that they're going to be showing at the Michigan Theater starting tomorrow had food in the title. Isn't that a startling coincidence that I happen to find those ones? One of them actually is from the folks behind Wallace and Gromit, and it's A Matter of Loaf and Death. And this is director Nick Park's latest Wallace and Gromit claymation film. From their website, it says, Wallace and Gromit have started a new bread-baking business called Top Bun, and they've converted 62 West Wallaby Street into a granary with ovens, robotic kneading arms, and an old-fashioned windmill on the roof. 
businesses booming, but Gromit is concerned by the news that a dozen local bakers have disappeared this year. Oh, dear. Well, that's going to be part of what's going to be shown starting tomorrow at the Michigan Theater. They're going to be showing Oscar-nominated shorts in live action and in animated in different segments at the Michigan Theater starting tomorrow and showing through Wednesday, February 24th. That's so. You, that's one of the claymation films, not live action. Clay is not alive, but it's okay. One of the live action films actually looks a little more subdued, a little more serious. This is called Miracle Fish. It's directed by Luke Doolin, and it runs 17 minutes long. Says their website, Blue Tongue. Blue Tongue is their website. A shy young kid is tormented by his school yard mates. He takes a nap during recess, only to wake up in a completely abandoned school. What's happened? Well, you'll have to see Miracle Fish to find out. And another one, this is actually an animated one called French Roast. What does French Roast sound like? We'll give you a chance to imagine that in just a moment here. Actually, yes, I believe we will be able to do that. French Roast is a film by Fabrice Joubert. The French director has written a film, an eight-minute film, an animated film, where a Natalie-dressed businessman is enjoying breakfast and coffee at a bistro, although he is annoyed by the occasional appearance of a disheveled, dirty-looking beggar. What happens next? Well, you know, you're just going to have to find out. That's that's French Roast. That's one of the... There's actually a dozen films, I believe, altogether. Some live-action, some animated, including, of course, the claymation Wallace and Gromit movie uh, short film, Matter of Loaf and Death. Those are all at the Michigan Theater. The first showing is tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. on Friday, but there will be showings through Wednesday, February 24th. And now here's your chance to close your eyes. Actually, you can leave them open but to imagine what might be happening in the French roast short film by Mr. Fabrice Joubert, you might be wondering what it looks like. Well, here's the musical theme from that for about 30 seconds. Take this time to think to yourself what that Natalie-dressed businessman looks like and what the disheveled, disheveled, dirty-looking beggar looks like. Imagine that now as you hear the theme song. your time's up. So what do they look like? Okay, I'll quiz you later. But that's the title theme from the short film called French Roast, which is part of the Academy Award nominees showing tomorrow in a bunch at the Michigan Theater. Now, what about French Roast? What exactly? See, I looked up French Roast because the thing is that I um, don't know a lot about different coffees. I just pretty much order what looks really cool and I order it. But I can tell you, I mean, there's probably a lot of coffee experts out there. But if you didn't know, the different grades of coffee roasting from lightest to darkest go with unroasted, of course, because it's not roasted, also called green. There's light and then cinnamon and then medium and then high then city, then full city, then Italian, and then French. French roast, also called double roast. And the beans begin to smoke after a few minutes. The bean sugars begin to carbonize. It's a very oily flavor. It's smoky sweet, light-bodied, but quite intense. 
and none of the inherent flavors of the bean are recognizable. That's where you get in French roast, and you just heard what it sounds like. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and one more note on chickens here. If you're going to Salt Lake City, as I know most of you are today, I am too. As soon as I get off the air, I'm going to jump on a plane. The Grand Theater in Salt Lake City will be hosting a free lecture on Monday, March 8th at 6 p.m. by Dr. Richard V. Green called Chicken Soup for the Soulless, Three Philosophical Lessons from the World of the Undead. I, I know you're thinking, yeah, we know, we know that. It'll cover the topics including the badness of death, because death is bad, our fear of death as it relates to our interest in the undead and moral issues related to the undead. So that's Chicken Soup for the Soulless coming up in Salt Lake City because you know you're going to be there. I know I'm going on March 8th, a lecture by Dr. Richard V. Green. Now to something that makes sense. Actually coming up at the ARC next Tuesday, just ignore the Salt Lake City thing. There was no reason. There was no excuse for that. But coming up the ARC on Tuesday, February 3rd, a woman named Danielle Anderson of Colorado is going to be at the Ark in Ann Arbor. She goes by the name Danielle Ate the Sandwich, and that's very important to Pandora's Lunchbox. She's going to be at the Ark playing a free show, and she has written songs such as Conversations with Dead People. Well, wait, there is a connection with the uh, Chicken Soup for the Soulless. There you go. She's written a song called Conversations with Dead People, also Ode to Optophobia. She's also joined by Theo Katzman, who's a member of My Dear Disco, the Ann Arbor band. They're both going to be playing for free at the Ark. And what else does this have to do with food? Well, it's a free show, but they request that you bring a non-perishable donation to food gatherers, which is the food rescue operation in Washtenaw County. That's next Tuesday, February 23rd at 8 p.m. It's Danielle Ate the Sandwich and Theo Katzman. Well, thank you for listening. I've been Pandora's Lunchbox for a while. You've been listening to Mike. Coming up in a moment, face the music, okay? And I see Ed Special in the studio. Perhaps it's Ed Special who will help us face the music, in fact. Well, we had a cavalcade of holidays the last few days. That is very true and, in fact, is loaded with truth. We had, well, there's one holiday I forgot last week. We talked about Punchki Day and Valentine's Day and Darwin Day, of course, the birthday of Charles Darwin, which we all celebrate especially when we're in Salt Lake City. And, of course, Ash Wednesday, a good time had by all. And Chinese New Year. So, coming up, as a matter of fact, is a holiday called President's Day, by which I mean it already happened. So, President's Day, Mardi Gras, and all of these things are encompassivalized in one song, which I'm about to play for you now, to play us out of Pandora's Lunchbox and into the Pandora's parking lot. These are the Dirty Dozen Brass Band of New Orleans. This tune is The Flintstones Meet the President Meets the Dirty Dozen. The Flintstones is, of course, Darwin Day. The President is, of course, President's Day. And the Dirty Dozen are from New Orleans celebrating Mardi Gras and the Super Bowl and all that stuff. So please take notes. Please sing along with this instrumental. Please enjoy it. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox, and that's really all there is to it. Thank you. It's WCBN FM Ann Arbor, pretty much.
Uh-huh. 